friends. Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is all about being real about the hardships that we face in life and finding God's goodness in the midst of it all. He tells us that we will have troubles in this world, but to take heart because he has already overcome the world. Today we are in the second part of beauty and glory. Last week we talked a lot about beauty, and today we are focusing on glory. I just want to ask you, do you ever feel the weight of it, the weight of your sin, the weight of being an imperfect human, the weight of transitions going on in life, the weight of broken relationships, the weight of the brokenness that's happening all around us, the violence, the conflict? Do you feel all of it? And you want it to be off. You don't want to have to feel that. You want to escape through things that take away the feeling for a temporary time. We all have ways of coping with this weight, whether good or bad. Maybe you try to do things to offset the weight of the brokenness. It's like there's a tipping scale. And on one end of the scale is the weight of what you're feeling, the guilt and the shame. And on the other end is the things that you've done. I serve my family well. I love people. I try to be a good human, recycle, volunteer in the community. And it helps you offset this feeling that that weight of what you're feeling, at least for a time. If you're a Christian, you've probably heard that our purpose is to glorify God. What does that mean? Glorify is kind of like magnify, making bigger. Not that God is small and we have to make him bigger. He's already infinitely beyond our comprehension. But it's that our perception of him gets bigger. And then because of that, our perspective ever everything else, this world and all that's in it, and our own lives become smaller. That's glorifying Him. That's what happens in worship. And He transforms us then, glory to glory. There's this veil. In the times of the Old Testament, God was dwelling behind the veil in the holies of holies, where only the high priest could go once a year. But when Jesus came and died on the cross, the veil was torn in two, giving us access to God. However, there's also a veil over our hearts. Just because there's access to God doesn't mean that we have allowed Him into our hearts. He gives us that choice. Even though He is your maker and He knows everything about you and He is sovereign over all, we know this from Psalm 139, when we remove the veil of our hearts, we allow our hearts to become moldable and for Him to work in our lives. And he's a gentleman. He stands at the door and knocks, but he does not force the door open. He's not going to change your heart and your mind and transform you without you asking him to or you inviting him in. He gave us access to him, but he's waiting for us to give him the green light before he does all his crazy, amazing, transformative work. And when we open the veil of our hearts, then he transforms us glory to glory. This is 2 Corinthians 3 starting in verse 7. Now if the ministry that brought death, chiseled in letters on stones, came with glory, this is talking about the Old Testament law, so that the Israelites were not able to gaze steadily at Moses' face because of its glory, which was set aside, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry that brought condemnation had glory, So like the law showed them where they messed up. So it brought condemnation because they didn't measure up to the law that God gave. The ministry that brings righteousness 
overflows with even more glory. In fact, what had been glorious is not glorious now by comparison because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was set aside was glorious, what endures will be even more glorious. Since then, we have such a hope. We act with great boldness. We are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from gazing steadily until the end of the glory of what was being set aside, but their minds were hardened. For to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted, because it is set aside only in Christ. Christ is the only one who can tear the veil. Yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. That's the choice that we have. We can choose to turn to Him and remove that veil. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. C.S. Lewis describes glory in a couple of ways. He describes glory as fame and glory as luminosity. Now, the fame part seems a bit odd because it seems selfish to want fame, but he's not talking about fame among our fellow creatures, other humans made in the image of God. We're talking about fame with God. And again, he already knows everything about us, but it's that allowing him in and allowing him to change our hearts, inviting him to change our minds and transform us from the inside out. When we tear that veil He has that access to us and we become radiant, kind of like that luminosity or the way that Moses' face was radiant. Those who look on him are radiant. Moses was on Mount Sinai and he would come down with so much radiance that he had to wear a veil to cover his face to hide it from the Israelites. But now it is not so. We don't have to wear a veil. When Jesus was here on earth, there's that passage about the transfiguration in the Gospels and his face was radiant. In the same way, when we are glorifying the Lord, it changes the way that we look. When we glorify the Lord and make him bigger, and thus making ourselves and problems smaller in our eyes, and when we invite him into our hearts, he transforms us glory to glory, and it can actually change the way that you look. Max Licato says, Um, The purpose of worship is to change the face of the worshiper. That is exactly what happened to Christ on the mountain. Jesus' appearance was changed. In Matthew 17, 2, it says his face became bright like the sun. The connection between the face and worship is more than coincidental. Our face is the most public part of our faces. Our, Our face is the most public part of our bodies, covered less than any other area. It's also the most recognizable part of our bodies. We don't fill a yearbook with photos of people's feet, but rather with photos of faces. God desires to take our faces, this exposed and memorable part of our bodies, and use them to reflect His goodness. And my friends, God is glorious, so it's changing us to be more like Him. He has fame among all the earth, among all the nation, and all the peoples. He is luminous beyond our wildest dreams. In fact, Moses begged God for him to show him his glory. In Exodus 35, Moses said, Please let me see your glory. 
And God said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim the name the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he added, you cannot see my face, for humans cannot see me and live. The Lord said, here is a place near me. You are to stand on the rock, and when my glory passes by, I will put you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand away, and you will see my back, but my face will not be seen. My friends, I hope that we are searching and searching to see God's glory just the way that Moses did. And someday, I look forward to the day when we can see him face to face. The cool thing is that the weight of glory is what offsets that weight of our sin and shame. It's not the good things that we do or the fleeting things that help us feel better and ignore the pain of our sin and the brokenness of this world just for a little bit. But the weight of His glory will outweigh the weight of all the sin. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 and 18. Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Thank you for joining us today. You are an amazing human being. You are loved by God. He wants you to invite him in to transform you. Life is hard, but he is so, so good and wants what is best for you, which is him. He made you and you were made to meet your maker and to become more like him. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode with your friends. Rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let us know how God is speaking to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you peace.